On today's show, Ford is experimenting with exoskeletons to eliminate fatigue and injuries for line workers. A supplier that makes door latches figures out how it can play a role with autonomous cars. And some car companies are forcing their dealers to use high-pressure sales tactics. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. A line worker at an assembly plant needs to perform a lot of repetitive tasks, and over time, that can lead to fatigue or even injury. So in order to reduce the physical toll on its workers, Ford is testing out new exoskeleton technology at two of its plants in the U.S. The device, called ExoVest, supports workers' arms while performing overhead tasks. Workers between 5 feet and 6 feet 4 inches tall can wear the vest, which helps them to lift tools or objects between 5 and 15 pounds. The company plans to test the ExoVest in other regions in the future as well. The EU is adopting new emission standards with very tight CO2 regulations that are going to force automakers to sell more EVs. So ChargePoint, the U.S. maker and operator of EV charging stations, which is also partly owned by BMW, Daimler, and Siemens, recently raised over $125 million to build 400 charging stations across Europe. ChargePoint is now joining forces with the Technical Services Group, who supplies equipment and services to the fuel industry in Europe. Many of the charge stations will be built at highway rest stops. Yesterday we talked about the updates to Volkswagen's Golf family of vehicles, but what you may not realize is how much the GTI outperforms the rest of that lineup, which includes the Standard Golf, the Golf R, Sportwagon, and the Alltrack. In 2016, VW sold over 23,500 GTIs, which was more than 10,000 more than the Standard Golf at number two. And so far this year, it's still well ahead of the rest of the Golf lineup and only slightly behind last year's pace. You know, the GTI is a great little hatchback. And when you're doing something right, buyers keep coming back. Still to come, Kikert develops door latch technology for autonomous cars. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems and by Hyundai. Better drives us. Anyone who follows the automotive industry knows the name Detroit Diesel. But guess what? They don't call it Detroit Diesel anymore. General Motors started the Detroit Diesel division back in 1938. Fifty years later, it sold Detroit Diesel to Penske Corporation, and in the year 2000, Penske sold it to Daimler. Since then, Daimler greatly expanded its product line. Besides diesels, Today it makes axles, transmissions, electronic safety systems, and offers connected services. Who knows, in the future, it could make electric powertrains. So calling it Detroit Diesel didn't make sense anymore. Now Daimler just calls it Detroit. That's the brand power of the name Detroit. It's instantly recognized around the world. When it comes to autonomous cars, Almost all the attention is on whiz-bang technology that allows them to drive themselves. But what if a passenger gets out of an autonomous taxi and doesn't close the door? The taxi can't drive away unless the door can close itself. 
Now the supplier company Kikert, which produces 20% of all automotive locking systems worldwide, thinks it has several solutions. The new entry latch, which an unnamed automaker started using this year, gets rid of the door handle and uses touch sensors or a smartphone to unlatch the door. This reduces weight and complexity, and it still works even if the battery goes dead. Kikert's iProtect prototype uses a proximity sensor mounted in the side view mirror, and if the door could hit something, it will electromechanically stop it. Then there's iMove, which stands for intelligent movement. It's a button mounted inside the car that opens or closes the front door, similar to a minivan's button for its sliding door. In the future, the system probably won't need a button and will activate automatically. I don't know about you, but it would be super cool to walk up to a car and have the door automatically open for you. Someone who buys a new car at the beginning of the month probably pays more than someone who buys the same model at the end of the month. More on that coming up next. Lighter, safer, stronger, quieter, and more sustainable. Tell us where you need to go and we'll help you get there. Dow Automotive Systems. We don't succeed unless you do. The price you pay for a car varies by region, by dealership, and even by time of month. And it's not the dealer's fault. You can blame the car companies. On AutoLine this week, we're joined by Dale Pollack, an expert in automotive retail, and he thinks the auto industry has a big problem. I think the transparency in the retail car buying process uh, is more uh, uh, real in some areas of the business than others. For example, I think it's uh, very easy for the common uh, person today to very readily identify what is a fair price for a used car. Uh, but conversely, I think it's very challenging for a consumer today to determine what is the right price for a new car, uh, primarily because there are uh, secret incentives. You know, there are incentives that are uh, not made public. There are dealer incentives, and then there are stair-step incentives. And, you know, one very stark example is that a consumer, if they just happen to hit the right dealership on the right day of the month, maybe the last day of the quarter, it literally is true that dealers have been known to sell new cars twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 below their cost because they're trying to make a bonus plateau that might yield them hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, you know, with that type of variability and uncertainty, I think you could make a, a strong case argument that transparency in the new car market is, is not very uh, much there. Um, and then, you know, in the terms of financing and after sale and aftermarket products, I think it's highly questionable how much transparency is there. Well, and then the risk is if somebody who bought the car at the beginning of the month compares notes with the person who bought the same car at the end of the month and say, whoa, Correct. I got overcharged, you're going to have one unhappy customer on your hands. Correct. And that obviously negatively affects the dealership who sold them the car and negatively affects the, the brand that manufactured, the OEM that manufactured the vehicle. So I, I, I personally believe that those stair-step incentives that cause those sort of disparities in the long term are really not good for anybody. You can watch that entire discussion right now on our website, autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for watching, and I hope you have a great weekend.
Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.